0: Welcome to Distance Learning Innovations. My name is Dave Casey. In every episode, I speak with shop teachers who are overcoming the challenge of online learning in courses that pre-COVID would have been hands-on and project-based. Today, my guest is Keith Benson from Petaluma High School. Keith, thanks a lot for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, Before we begin, maybe a little bit of background. You teach one of the few remaining auto shops in Sonoma County, maybe even the state. I don't know. Um, Why why do you think we're losing auto shops and how is it that you managed to maintain and preserve Petaluma's auto shop?
1: Well, the truth be told, David, a few years ago, we almost did lose Petaluma High School's auto shop. Um, In fact, in uh, 2015, the former uh, teacher, Fred Brunton, who had been here for, for almost 40 years, uh, retired. And they had a very hard time replacing him and finding someone to take on uh, this type of uh, trade classes. Um, as you could imagine, an auto shop class can be a very expensive CT class to run. You have tires, batteries, brakes, fluids, and all those things uh, typically don't fall in line with the general um, school CT budget. So... Um, we really have to reach out to the community to support these programs and make them function. That is the key component to making this work. And, um, since I've been here the last two years, the community outreach and my, my group, we created a nonprofit 501C and that's what's supporting this program right now. Um, as well as uh, CTAG, CT foundation and other grants that are available. But, um, those can be very time consuming to, uh, Cure um you know besides the teaching aspect uh, so
0: yeah congratulations and uh, and well done i know it sounds like a lot of work how did you actually come to teach you, is have you been teaching for a while um i know your background was actually not something to do with nascar maybe you can tell us a little bit about that
1: so truth be told i actually never pictured myself becoming a teacher if you would have told me 20 years ago uh, I was going to be a teacher at Petaluma High School. I would have, I, I would have probably <laughs> laughed at you, but you know the way uh, things just happen to work. Um, you know, it's I kind of wanted to give back to where I started from, and uh, this class kind of set me on a career path that really took me a, a lot of interesting places. So, upon graduating Petaluma High School, I ended up ch- attending a UTI Universal Technical Institute on a full scholarship that I uh, achieved here through competitions and skills USA. And then I ended up in, uh, a a lower divisions of NASCAR, which I worked my way up to the top division of NASCAR, which is the cup series ended up being on a pit crew, uh, uh, for the cup series for a while. And then of course, once I had a family, I learned that racing is kind of a, a young man's sport, uh, it's hard to travel when you have wife and kids. So I decided I had to find what's, What's the next best step? And I ended up working for dealerships and ultimately worked for uh, a Ferrari dealership in Maserati. So I ended up my career uh, for about 11 years or so total in the exotic car business, which, uh, you know, it sounds really lucrative and really fun working in multi million dollar cars, but it's also very demanding. Um, you have to be very precise, which actually transfers over to teaching. Um, very well because you have to be very organized as a teacher um, the job is very demanding and uh, you know you want, to, you want to show the kids uh, the top end of the trade so they can achieve the same thing So,
0: well again kids seem really really fortunate to have a guy like you uh, with your background uh, what would kids expect to learn in your class let's, and let's look at this both ways uh, pre-COVID Essentially, what was your curriculum, content, applications? And then we'll talk a little bit about in the days of COVID, now, now what are they going to learn? But, but what would kids expect to learn in your class?
1: So last year when we had in-person training, we did a lot of lab-based hands-on learning, which is how Autoshop typically is taught. Um, I have my normal year curriculum broken up into about... For a first-year student, could expect to spend about sixty percent of their time in the classroom learning the theories and operations of the vehicle, and then we we do the soft skills you need to be a uh, mechanic, like how to change an oil, how to lift the car properly, felt, you know dropping it on yourself, uh, how to work in a shop, why you wear safety glasses, and and you know simple life skills that we all should know, how to put out a fire properly with a fire extinguisher, um, you know all the general safety practices in a shop that transfer over to industry and any job really. Um, So that's kind of the first year auto shop experience. And we get into electricity and the basics of electricity. And, and from there, when they come back, if they, if they shall return a second, third year and fourth year student, we get more advanced. How do the computer controls of the engines work, Uh, get into hybrid vehicles and electric vehicles which our switch car course will help us do that and and hopefully in the future we'll have some other opportunities with electric vehicle tech especially now that uh you know looks that that's going to be mandated here in the next few years so it's time to switch over and uh kind of wean ourselves off the internal combustion engine um but there's still plenty of them around so it's still very relevant as far as training goes um So that's kind of what the students should expect. We've added at this particular school $250,000 worth of new equipment in the last 18 months. We have a new alignment rack, new tools, new workbenches. Essentially, everything's almost new here now. And there's a lot more, hopefully, over the next year that the students will uh, have opportunities
0: Nice. Fantastic. Uh, Kids might come into your class and sign up because they're excited to do something. Uh, And then after a year working with you, they may have shifted what they really like. Can you kind of talk about that? What do kids really love to do? What could they come in and say, I can't wait to do this. And then maybe at the end of the year, they say, wow, I really love this part. And that wasn't what I expected.
1: Well, I, I think they like my class. Uh, according to the numbers, the numbers continue to go up, which is a good sign I'm doing something right here. Um, you know, I really take the perspective of shop class it's supposed to be a safe place to fail. What I mean, I'm not talking about grades of failure. If you're an engineer any type of engineering, you might have to try something a dozen to 10,000 times in order to get it right. But the satisfaction when they finally get that concept down and they figure out a, a difficult problem, there's, there's a, a level of satisfaction you can't really duplicate in any other classroom, I think, on campus. Uh, and, and I think that's that's the most important thing we teach besides the three C's. You know, you have a cause. You need to find a uh, – uh, you have a customer concern. you got to find the cause. And then you got to figure out a way to correct it. Well, those same principles apply to any industry, including medicine, too, if you think about it. So just that process alone is probably the most important thing I teach here, to think like that, you know, that that way of level of thinking.
0: So, That's fantastic. Huh. Uh, I was a math teacher for years, and the, the latest math practices include perseverance. Right. Um, and that sounds like you're teaching it, you're like the embodiment of right. perseverance is you gotta solve that problem and make it work. Yeah. Right, that's
1: great. right. Yeah. If you come in, if you come in my classroom, there's a lot of quotes on the wall now about persevering through, you know, difficult situations, because that's what engineering and, and automotive and racing is all about.
0: So um, that almost answers that questions of the value of this class. Well, you know, if anybody doubts that we have to stay with academics or STEM. Kids are working hard, and they're problem solving almost every day. It seems like
1: that's the definition of the automotive industry is is diagnostics, especially nowadays with our computer controls. It's everybody thinks a mechanic just plugs in a computer. Well, yes, you do, but you have to be able to interpret it and interpret the data, and then find out if the data is lying to you or not. You know, that's. Nice that's where we're at. So.
0: That's the that's scientific method. That's that's great to hear. All right. All right. So at the, at the heart of it, how are you doing with COVID and distance learning? Uh, what's what's your biggest challenge? And how have you, I don't know if even you may not have overcome that challenge, but, but uh, what's your biggest obstacle this year?
1: Well, I was extremely optimistic over the summer that somehow some way we would have started in person in the fall that magically COVID you know, be gone. I mean, who would have thought a year later, almost to this week, we would be sitting here still talking about it. Um, so, you know, we started a year off. We, the school laid out a good plan and it was clumsy for the first, I would say month, um, for, for the teachers and the students. But then I think a lot of us caught our stride. We found out what worked, what didn't work, what was too much, what was too little. Um, we integrated tons of various programs and software. The, for my class, you could imagine the key component to CTE is hands on project based learning. And on, that's, we're still absent of the so-called hands on portion kind of, but I found some unique opportunities to, uh, mitigate some of that. Number one was, um, in, in my metal shop program, I teach metal shop here now too manufacturing, uh, the CTE Foundation donated um, two 3D printers. So now we have a total of four 3D printers. So the students can actually build projects at home, download that to our cloud and actually be printing, watching a, the printer a Wi-Fi camera and watch their project being built from home. So that was kind of one of those things, the best we could do to get them an in-person feel to actually make something real without, uh, you know, I can't send a whole machine shop or a car home to each one of my students. Um, so those are the type of things we did to mitigate some of these
0: concerns. How have the kids reacted? Uh, have you lost students uh, since the beginning of the year, maybe more so, or how have they, uh, been able to deal with this?
1: Honestly, I, my enrollment is the same as it's been. We've lost a few and gained a few other students. Um, I thought for sure within a few weeks of not being having access to the shop, the students would drop off saying like, well, this is not what I took shop class for. But um, I think with along with the industry exploration, we're doing a lot of industry expo- exploration, like uh, virtual uh, field trips. And um, I think they're interested in this stuff. This generation really wants to get back to a hands-on learning Type of uh, project based learning, and because it's authentic to them, you know. I mean, sure, they can get almost every project on YouTube and self learn in in a lot of ways, but there's no place to do it. I mean, they don't have access to equipment at home to build engines and machine shop equipment. So, this is the ultimate maker class we have over here, especially at Pedal Mahai. We're fortunate, we have everything still woodshop, welding, you name it. And we could could build probably a starship if we really put our minds (laughs) to it, you know.
0: So So, so you mentioned uh, virtual field trips and a a CTE's contribution with 3D printers. What are your other connections to the community? Uh, For example, specifically, what are those virtual field trips and what businesses have you been able to work with?
1: Um, So we're working with... uh, uh, for On the auto shop side, um, Henry Curtis Ford in Petaluma is kind of our Ford sponsor. And they also sponsor a software we're using from Ford called Ford Ace. And that's actually getting my students real uh, cert, cert, uh, certificates with Ford. So every module they complete, they actually get a certificate that in theory they could take to Ford and say, hey, I've already completed half your training program in high school, and then they can move on to the next step. So that's pretty cool. Um, f- also, we're using um, for virtual field trips. I like to show the students in my manufacturing classes. Um, uh, their software called Titan CNC, and they go all across the country looking at different type of manufacturing. What I'm really trying to do at the end of the day, David, is break the stigma that shops are dirty, dark places with with you know hooligans running them. That is not the case in today's manufacturing world. They look like you know, surgical labs, in many cases, at least the places I worked, you know, I was on the different spectrum of the industry, but you walk into some of these facilities, I mean, you could, you know, the floors are spotless, the walls are nice and bright, the machines are brand new. And I really want to show the students, you could very well end up in some of these places and have a great time in these careers. And they pay very well nowadays.
0: Yeah. You know. Keith, thanks for illuminating. We, we've heard, I've heard it for the last couple of years, but it's so hard to convince the public yeah. the value of AutoShop. shop. Um, yeah. And you've named three or four today. So that's, that's fantastic. Uh, regarding uh, a possible benefit of online learning, I know it's weird because we want to get back in the classroom. So you mentioned virtual field trips and maybe other things. Is there anything you'll keep for next year that you realize, you know, Hey, I, this is not working out so bad.
1: There's actually a lot we're going to keep, be honest with you. I mean, I've, I've said this from actually, I think day two of this distance learning is if anything good comes out of this, it's forced us to use technology that we've had, but we haven't been utilizing. Um, and I think all teachers would probably say the same thing at this point now that we've been doing it for nearly the whole year. Uh, there's a lot of things to enhance our PowerPoints to check on students' engagement and learning software called uh, Nearpod and Pear Deck we've been utilizing. Um, we've enhanced probably our use of the Google Classroom since that's our main method of communicating to the students. Uh, emails, you know, we've stepped up things with uh uh, over here at Petaluma, I'm not sure if everybody's, you know, we have something called Student Square and Parent Square, which is a good way of communicating with our with our student body and staff members. So I think a lot of that stuff will stay. I know I'm going to use, you know, 75% of the things that we've acquired since it started, the software, right. you know. Um, and I think it was time. I mean, in the future, is a kid going to maybe, if he's sick or, you know, at home, maybe we'll use Zoom to log them in the class so they're not absent. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but I think it's here to stay. A lot of the stuff is not going to just go away tomorrow. We're going to continue
0: using it. Great, Keith. You it, you've made it sound kind of easy. I know it's super hard. For you <laughs> chumps, but but you've really got a great program going. Um, as we kind of finish up, is there advice that you could give to? Any, any shop teacher, either someone wanting to start an auto shop um, or a maker class or anything, like, how do you do it? What's one thing, that you, a piece of advice you could give them to say, all right, this is going to make your job just a little easier?
1: Well, this year's, I think the hardest thing for all teachers right now is the fact that we don't have the energy of our students with us. In person, you know, you can imagine high school kids and, and younger kids are very energetic and I think a lot of our t- us feed off that. I mean, a teacher has to be a kid at heart, really, to do this job. And unfortunately, that's not translating into the virtual realm. There's a f- students, especially uh, high school-age kids, are very apprehensive to say or do anything on the screen because we all know in the virtual world is permanent and can be shared on the various social media platforms, etc., so it's very difficult to get them engaged so you have to as a teacher you have to be very engaging yourself ask a lot of questions at the beginning of the, at the beginning of class we always have a intro topic saying hey what's your favorite race car or, if you could live anywhere where would you live this this little random things just to get them talking and feel comfortable about the virtual class environment and that's i think been the most difficult thing as a teacher this year is, is just the engagement and the lack of energy that we have. So.
0: Have you found any students are more likely to communicate with you through email or in a chat box that maybe didn't do that last year? Yeah, you know, there's
1: the, some of the students that are apprehensive to engage in an in-person environment are doing actually very well in a virtual environment, which I'm wondering how that's going to translate in the future if parents will seek out more online education opportunities for those you know, introverted uh, you know, students. Um, as far as the chat goes, certain classes, yeah, they'll chat a lot in the chat box and Zoom, and other times it's hard to get a word out of anybody. <laughs> it's, it's just depending on the class, the day, the lecture, you know the energy, what the weather's doing. Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I understand. That's what I've heard from so many teachers. Yeah, that that is difficulty. Um, well, it sounds like you've you've really managed to survive in this frustrating world. Um, does it look like you'll be back in the classroom this year? Any possibility?
1: So our district has um, recently put a guideline or a set of parameters. And currently, for secondary students in in Petaluma uh, uh, City Schools, secondary is going to come back supposedly on April 19th. It'll be in a hybrid training. It's going to be a little interesting the way it's set up. Uh, Not all the students have to attend hybrid or in-person, so we're going to be kind of doing both distance learning and in-person and my concern as a shop teacher is, is we're very mobile in the shop, and the shop's big, and how am I going to carry a camera while helping students at six foot across? It's quite, you know, it's going to be uh, uh, talking about a learning curve. Uh, that's going to be, uh, I don't know, it should be probably a reality show what's going to end up happening. <laughs> but uh, we're going we're gonna to do whatever it takes, I guess. That's, that's all we can do.
0: Uh, (laughs) Well, lots of luck. I mean, a ton of luck for that because I think the best thing we can hope for is to have a little normalcy next year. So we'll keep our fingers crossed that next year in August or September, we're almost back in business normally. Uh, I
1: sure hope. I sure hope. So these these kids, I feel really bad, especially for our seniors of not having a normal uh, last year of high school. So Hopefully, yes. the the three weeks, the six weeks, we'll have them here from April on. Hopefully, they'll get a little of that. So,
0: good. All right. Well, Keith, thanks for sharing the amazing things that you're doing. Uh, I was, I'm so impressed to hear uh, the benefits of your program and the fact that kids are enjoying it and you have maintained it. Probably the best thing ever.
1: I hope so. You know, I think this is going to be. I think the pendulum swung the direction of academics, and I think this generation is calling for and asking for more, the newer maker opportunities. Um, And shop class has always been a maker class. We just put a different name on it. And if you use our school as an example, it's got, like I said, everything that you could possibly want to manufacture, weld, cut wood, fix a car, you know we've got it here and we want great. to keep it here great and it's not always easy with uh you know budgets and whatnot so
0: well keith thanks so much for being an inspiration for uh, the rest of not just the county but a program for the for the country that uh, the people can model after so thanks for being here lots of luck next year and take care all right thank you david This is Dave Casey for Distance Learning Innovations. Thanks for listening and take care.